Here is Billy McKenzie, the SRDP programme manager. So what are we proposing to change? Well, we're not proposing to have land manager options in the next scheme. This was successful. Um, some of you may be alarmed that we're not going to have these available. It does allow significant projects to roll out across the country on a broad and shallow level. But again, we have a reduced budget. We need to focus our efforts. Broad and shallow is OK when you've got a lot of money to throw at improvements. But when you've got smaller amounts of money, you need to make sure you focus your efforts. So we're proposing that no more land manager options in the new scheme. Instead, everything will be competitive, although we will make sure that we improve the assessment process so that it's more streamlined, more sensible, more customer friendly. We're proposing to ditch RPACs, so no more assessments committees across the country. These were useful, we got some benefits, but we've learned lessons from the successful parts of our parks and the less successful parts. The amount of applications that we were asking people to take a judgment on, the type of applications that we were asking people to take a judgment on. The approach to the new programme is for relevant decision makers to make the relevant decisions. So placing those areas in the right organisations and the right individuals. So what's next? Integration. For the future programme, we need to make sure that we take an integrated approach where that's relevant. The land use strategy that the Scottish Government has signed up to obligates us to make sure that we can assess our government spend to deliver on multiple benefits. So how are we going to go about doing that? We propose in the document that we have a case officer assessment network. These are experts working together to make sure that a robust assessment of the application is taken that looks at all the benefits that that application could provide. We want to look at the potential for a descriptive map of holdings so that those that are applying for support know the type of benefits that their land can provide and the type of projects that they could roll out. And we want to make it easy for people to apply to the programme. So a single application for all the land-based investments that they want to make rather than splitting up investments across sectors and then waiting for one approval to come forward and another approval to come forward. So that's how we intend to address integration. How are we going to address collaboration which is closely linked to this area? Again the land use strategy wants to take a landscape scale approach. That's looking at large scale projects that can cut across many holdings, many areas of land. We want people to work together and also we want to make it possible for people to do the work where it is difficult for people to work together. So what we're proposing is that we have a fund available for facilitation and implementation. What does that mean? Well, an organisation can bid into that fund so that they can encourage landowners to work together, can help landowners work together to deliver a priority. For instance, a water catchment area. Ideally, you want all the farms along that water catchment area to join in on the project. But that can be difficult for those individual farmers to take the time to be able to do that. So by making a facilitator available to take on a lot of the bureaucracy, we can make that happen a lot easier. That's already been proven in the current programme. And implementing. You could have an organisation that bids into the fund so that they can actually go on to land with the landowner's permission to take certain action. Again, that happens under the current programme. Mink eradication, red squirrel projects, invasive non-native species, rhododendrons. It may be easier for an organisation to go onto the land and do that work themselves rather than us trying to get 20, 30, 40 farmers to join up and take an integrated approach to it. So that's what we want to do under collaboration. There's also advice. There's a lot of demand for more help in the future programme. Part of that is lies with the public sector. We need to make the system more customer friendly. We need to support them through the process. We need to make sure they understand the rules so they can avoid the pitfalls of not understanding the rules. 
So we need to avoid the complexity within the current programme. But there's also advice in order to deliver outcomes. How do you ensure that you get the best environmental outcome possible, the best response to climate change, the best performance in terms of business? We can, we can help in that. The regulations allow us to provide support so that we, we can create an advisory service that would provide that help to applicants. We think it should be optional, not mandatory. We think there should be a contribution from those seeking advice. We already have a current system called the Home, Whole Farm Review Service. It has some criticism, it has some praise, but it could be a starting point, a template that we could build on. We want to hear your views on that. And should we spend money on this? Spend money on advice, it comes away from another area, but it helps us deliver more outcomes. It can help the applicant achieve more easily what he or she wants to achieve. So that's advice. And then there's loans. This is a completely new area. In the future programme, the SRTP could help to fund the loan system. We're looking at the options along with our structural funds and regional development programme colleagues. There's a tension between grants and loans. Obviously, grants is a lot easier. You get the money that you want, you do it, that's it. You don't have to pay it back. But you provide loans, then that money refreshes itself, recycles into the system, and we can do more projects. So more for everyone, rather than just some for a, a few. So should we have them? And if we should have them, what should they be for? Current thinking is that possibly there's a merit in looking at the potential for a loan system for micro and small businesses in rural areas, for community groups who find it hard to access financial assistance. We need to hear your views on that. And voluntary modulation, or in the new language, flexibility to transfer funds from one pillar into the other. And it can go both ways. So we could take money from the single farm payment scheme, direct payments, and put it into the Rural Development Programme. Or we could take it from the Rural Development Programme budget and put it into the direct payments regime. Currently, we take money from the direct payments and put it into SRDP. That provides roughly £25 million of extra funding per year to the programme. If we didn't do it, then we would have to stop funding some of the things that we fund just now. What would that be? If we did do it, then obviously that has an impact on direct payments. So we have to be careful that we don't take too much out that pushes those direct payment recipients over the financial cliff. If we're going to do it, we need to make sure that we think it through and that it's set at the right amount. So what should that amount be? We would appreciate your views on that. So over to the delivery of all of this. Obviously the first programme was new. It was ambitious. It brought together a lot of organisations in a very new way. It was difficult for everyone to understand initially, but a lot of improvements have been made. So we believe that evolution is required, not revolution. What we need to focus on is making it more customer friendly, making it more accessible, making it more coherent, making sure that our funds are targeted and that we're achieving best value. And we need to make sure that the assessment process is fit for purpose. So we're proposing that as a two-level assessment. Up to a certain amount, this is still to be identified, but up to a certain amount, the projects could be approved by the local area office or the local conservator, local head within Scottish Natural Heritage. Working together, they, they will have the delegated authority to approve projects within their area of expertise. It would no longer have to go up to a regional assessment panel. It would no longer have to go up to the minister for approval. It would significantly shorten the assessment time and it would allow for more customer interaction with the assessors. Over that identified amount, we propose to have a national assessment committee that would look at large-scale projects involving relevant experts sitting around based on the advice they receive from the area offices and taking account of all the other projects that are coming through that level 2 assessment, which ones should be funded. That may require ministerial approval. 
that's a question still to be answered and we would welcome views on that. But this is to streamline the assessment process so that we make it more customer friendly and significantly reducing the amount of time that it takes to approve projects. So that's how we're going, broadly speaking, that's how we're going to deliver the entire SRDP. It's going to be a phased process because we have to implement this at the same time that we're making significant changes to Pillar 1. So we need to take our time and make sure that we do it carefully and effectively. We don't want to repeat the mistakes that we made in the current programme. So 2014 is likely to be a transitional year. LFA support, less favoured area support, will likely continue as it is up until the end of 2016, unless we do get ourselves to a position where we're ready earlier, but that's not looking possible just now. We need to be cautious and make sure that we, when we do the things that we're going to do, that it's done right. So it'll be a phased approach, but it'll be more customer friendly and it'll be more interactive and a lot more coherent. At least that's what we're proposing, that's what we're hoping, that's what we want to hear views on. The closing date for this consultation is 30th of June. So you've heard our proposals. We now want to hear what you think of these proposals. Your views are important. They'll help us to shape a better programme, a more effective programme, a programme that delivers your needs. So please take the time to consider our proposals carefully in this document and please take the time to respond to us. We will consider everything you say and then later on in the year we will produce another consultation that you can further reflect on. If we work together, we can get a programme that helps us all. So please take the time. Thank you.